On this week's episode, we have Ken Unger. He's the president and founder of Charge, focused on unlocking the power of sponsorships to enhance the brands and grow the business of the C-suite sales workforce and nonprofit space alike. Using one guiding principle, leave your clients better than you found them. Ken's clients and collaborators have included Honda, Acura, the Los Angeles Dodgers, Coca-Cola, Disney, General Motors, Jim Beam, Microsoft, Reebok, and 50-plus professional athletes in the NFL, NASCAR, and IndyCar. In his own words, Ken has embarked on a weirdly diverse career, sticking to following his passions and taking opportunities when they present themselves. He's been a lawyer, a government official, marketer, and as well as serving as a league representative, event promoter, and business leader at the highest levels of professional sports. Ken's experience in sports business, personal branding, media training, sponsorships, and endorsements, as well as agents and legal issues, inspired him to pen his second book, Sponsorship Strategy, Practical Approaches to Powerful Sponsorships to help make marketers, managers, and executives identify optimal audiences for sponsorship, solidify their sponsor's brand image, and leverage B2B and corporate social responsibility. In addition to sponsorship prowess and behind the velvet rope experiences, Ken's also a veteran of the airwaves. You can find his interviews on ABC News, AP, CNN Money, ESPN, Forbes, Fox News, Good Morning America, LA Times, New York Times, Chicago Tribune, Washington Post, Sports Business Journal. Basically, he is a big deal and he is on the Marketing Expedition Podcast. We are so grateful to have him on the show and he's going to share all kinds of good sponsorship tips and ideas and stories. So stay tuned. But first, I have to tell you a couple of things. This week's episode is brought to you by Sweatcoin. It pays to walk. Basically, it's an app that tracks your walking and you get paid to walk with Sweatcoin. <laughs> and basically, if you want to be a healthier you on a healthier planet, they achieve this by converting your steps into currency to spend on cool products and services. Trust me, I just ordered some pearl earrings and I paid with it with my Sweatcoin from my steps that I walk, which is really, really cool. And you can upgrade your Sweatcoin into all kinds of cool things. It's an app that literally will pay you to walk. So go to peppershock.com slash offers and select the link and then we both get rewarded. So go to peppershock.com, select Sweatcoin, download the app and get paid to walk. It's awesome. And now it's time for our marketing essentials moment. When you go on a journey or an expedition, and in this case, we're going on a marketing expedition, you have the essentials that you need to take on your adventure. Let's take a moment and talk about an essential marketing strategy and tactic that you can take on your journey to help you build your brand and your bottom line. Today, I wanna to talk about how you can help your business survive and thrive after this COVID-19 pandemic era that we're in, or still slightly in, but we're gonna get through it, right? And we need to help our businesses, our local businesses survive and thrive. So first off, networking events, even if they are on Zoom or online or Google Hangouts, whatever the case might be, still show up, be there, even if it's a virtual event. And if they have a, an event going on, be there, be around other people, connect, communicate, collaborate, find other people that you can work with or do something with. And I say leaders find leads when you lead in your community. 
whether it's a nonprofit that you want to serve, doing some sort of cause marketing can really help you accelerate your brand, right? Check in on your employees. How are they doing? Are they there to stay? Are you retaining them? What do you need to do to keep them and continuing to build your culture and your brand from the inside out, right? Work on making sure that they're going to continue to stick around, do the things that you need to do to keep them vital and thriving and surviving, even if they're working from home or needing to work from home for whatever the reason is, be there to check in on them because they're the ones who are going to help you thrive through this time frame that we're all experiencing, right? Number three, social media is really important. Doubling down on digital, even if you haven't done it before, now is the time to really utilize the digital space and place that you can be. If you're a brick and mortar business, maybe it's time to go click and mortar. Maybe you need to bring your business online. Services, products, how can you create something that people can buy from you online? Think about that if you haven't done that yet. Or if you are, maybe it's time to enhance it and and take it to the next level. Number four, times are changing and because of COVID-19, maybe your competitors have also changed. Your customers have changed. What they do, where they spend their time, how they spend their time. Their priorities may have also changed. What can you do to be where they are at right now? Whether it's on a mobile device, whether it's in front of them, on an email, in the car, wherever it is that they're at, you need to be there in front of them. So find ways to be in front of your customers or your potential customers and find where they are. There are many different tips and tools, and we've got 19 more different ways for you to survive and thrive now as this post-pandemic era comes to be. Uh, And so continue to go to peppershock.com or go to themarketingexpedition.com, and there are blog posts and all kinds of information for you to continue to help you build your brand and your bottom line. All right, without further ado, let's get into our interview with Ken. Welcome to Peppershock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm also the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community and this podcast. And today's guest, we have Ken Unger. Welcome, Ken. Hi, Ray. How are you? Good, good. And you're uh, staying warm over there where you're at in Indianapolis, huh? Very toasty today. Very toasty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always wonder, uh, different parts of the country have different weather patterns. So today was pretty brisk here in Idaho, but... uh... (laughs) Yeah, when we we wake up, we know it's hot, humid. Uh, That's it. That's all you get. Yep. Well, Ken, tell everybody what you do over there and in that part of the world. Right. Well, I own the sponsorship agency Charge. Uh, We help brands and properties make the most out of sponsorship. So those are the buyers and sellers of sponsorship. So we help them either sell products, improve their brand image, do those things which sponsorship is built for. And you've also written a book, right? Right. Uh, I wrote uh, Sponsorship Strategy, Practical Approaches to Powerful Sponsorships, available on Amazon. But really, I wrote that to help people better engage with sponsorship, uh, get better return on investment, and really make it work for their businesses. 
And so when we say sponsorship, let's just define that for those that don't necessarily know. I mean, people know what sponsorships mean, but let's dig in a little bit. Tell everybody what it means to sponsor something. Sure. It's it's when one party pays the other to use their name, their image, their likeness in order to promote their products, their services, and to build their brand image. So in a sports setting, if there's a sponsor of Boise State football, yeah. um, they're using the great image of Boise State football in order to promote their business. So one is the sponsor, and in this case, Boise State is the property. Right. And of course, don't forget the blue turf because that's important. <laughs> <laughs> right. Very unique branding, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's got lots of brand equity for sure. People know the blue turf field for sure. In fact, uh, it used to be that they said that um, ducks would fly in thinking it would be water, you know, and they would land on the field, right? <laughs> I'm clear. I'm sure they clear all the ducks off, though, before any plays happen. It's <laughs> great for storytelling, right? <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Why don't you tell me, uh, speaking of stories, um, give me an example of how a sponsorship strategy has worked for a client that you've worked with before. Yeah, so there are lots of different ways that you can use sponsorship. Um, one of the best stories... Uh, was one I was involved with a long time ago. Firestone Tire was in the middle of a controversy with Ford. Uh, it was the Ford Explorer and the Firestone Wilderness Tire. And uh, it was a circumstance where the Explorer was uh, flipping. Oh and the question was, it the design of the car or was it the tire? It really didn't matter, but it had shaken consumer confidence. Well, Firestone decided it was going to obviously respond with tire redesign and those types of things. But from a marketing perspective, it was going to sponsor IndyCar racing because if an IndyCar, which is a race car, it's traveling at over 200 miles an hour, if it could safely, consistently, and reliably depend on Firestone tires to, to, to um, successfully bring that race car to the finish line, then you, the consumer, can trust Firestone Tires. Mm -hmm. So that's a great example of, of when a sponsor used uh, a property to improve their brand awareness, and in this case, their brand image. Uh, I just love that example. Um, it really has withstood the test of time. Right, and where you're at, there's a lot of uh, race car drivers and race cars that need Firestone <laughs> Tires, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Minneapolis, oh my goodness, that would be definitely a good story to, to share. That's great. What are some other things that you've done in the sponsorship realm that have helped people build their brand? Yeah, so all the time we're looking at when a client wants to, to accomplish either increasing sales or changing their brand image, it's using sponsorship as that vehicle. So for example, the most recent circumstance, we um, represent American Honda mm -hmm. and they sponsor a race at the Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course in, in Lexington, Ohio, just north of Columbus. And they sponsored that race. It was the Honda Indy 200. But in this case, it was presented uh, by the all new um, HPD Ridgeline pickup truck. Uh -huh. And so what Honda wanted to do was to feature um, its Ridgeline, which, which had the HPD package, the Honda Performance Development Package, to highlight the ruggedness of, of that vehicle. So that entire sponsorship, whether it was activation on the ground or television commercials, billboards, uh, PA reads, 
was really focusing on that HPD Ridgeline as a rugged vehicle uh, to to um, really, in the consumer's mind, build awareness that uh, that that particular pickup truck has that feature. So that's kind of a, a most recent example. This was in July of this year. So uh, the most recent example of kind of using sponsorship uh, for that kind of brand awareness goal. Yeah. And when you think of sponsorships, I mean, the, the deal is signed, the contract's made, and then fulfillment, right? What, what are some ideas of things that people have done to really help with fulfillment and getting their name out there? And, you know, what, what are some results of the sponsorship fulfillments that have happened? Yeah, so that's really the most important part of it. So sometimes we call fulfillment activation. Mm-hmm. And so really no sponsorship is complete without activation around the sponsorship. Because otherwise a sponsor is simply buying the right to use the name right. of the property. So really what we recommend is an integrated marketing approach that combines social media, digital Uh, public relations, experiential, really almost any form of marketing that you can think of aligned around the sponsorship to promote the fact that the sponsorship exists, to give life to that sponsorship, because it's only through that that you can really enjoy one of the benefits of sponsorship from a return on investment perspective, which is image transfer. Hmm. So there's research that indicates that the image of the sponsor is improved by virtue of transferring those good feelings that consumers have about the property. So for example, we'll stick to Boise state. If I'm a Boise state fan Mm -hmm. and someone is sponsoring Boise state, I'm going to feel better about that sponsor because they support the football team that I love. Right. Go Broncos. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so all those things don't happen really without a robust integrated marketing plan. Again, sometimes called activation or fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So really you have to, have that through line of, of planning and strategy in order to create that return on investment. Yeah. And that's so important. Follow up, follow up, follow up after the event is over or whatever it is that you're sponsoring, right? Now you've collected names and people have engaged, then what? Right. And, and so we find like, for example, um, sponsorships could be a rich source of lead generation, whether it's through an email campaign or an outside experiential campaign, And so, again, in order to measure the results of the sponsorship, it's important to follow up on those leads, Mm -hmm. determine like where they are in the the buying cycle. Um, A lot of times that we find that sponsors can accelerate a buying cycle through sponsorship, that they are faster to close sales because of meeting uh, the consumer at an event that's sponsored. Mm -hmm. So all those things have to be followed up on post-event in order to really enjoy the true return on investment of the entire sponsorship. Right. That's where the rubber hits the road is when you can actually sell something as a result of it, for sure. Absolutely. So Ken, let's back up a little bit. What got you into this space? What made you decide that this is an area that you could focus on and excel at? Well, it really started with my love of marketing. And so I love the communications aspect of it. I love bringing stories to life. And I love the way that marketing makes people feel. Mm-hmm. in terms of connecting them with stories and connecting them with with brands and products and services which which make their lives better. And then from that, I found sports. So I lucked into sports marketing kind of midway through my career. And sports marketing, I felt was kind of marketing on on with 
with Jets because ah. <laughs> I, I really felt that um, combining both the virtues of marketing, like the storytelling and the emotional part of it, with the things that make sports great, um, they come from behind when against all odds, um, the underdog can do anything. All those things that reasons that we love sports um, as a community, combining those things really was really resonated with me. And then through that, I found sponsorship. And one of the reasons I love sponsorship is it's all about the win-win. So if, if you look at something like advertising, for example, it could be a win-win, but it's basically a one-way transaction, right? The, the person who's buying the advertising pays for that advertisement, and then they receive exposure in return. What I love about sponsorship is it's a two-way transaction. It is both parties promoting each other. Mm-hmm. And so with one relationship, you have two parties benefiting from joint marketing. And I love that um, where, where people work together to accomplish something um, jointly, that it would be harder for them to accomplish by themselves. Yeah, for sure. And what about nonprofit sponsorships? I mean, it's like you said, it's always great to align yourself with a brand that you believe in or that you can support. Have you had experience with nonprofit sponsorships too? Yeah, we have. And, and I think this is a fascinating time, Ray, of where we are in terms of nonprofit corporate sponsorship. You know, consumer trends have been accelerating for the last 10 years. And I think the COVID-19 pandemic has even caused them to accelerate even more, which yeah. is people will support the brands that support their values, that support the causes that they support. So we've seen to a certain extent, um, companies even stepping in the voids left by government uh, where, where people feel that things need to change as a society, whatever the topic, whatever the cause, that companies need to be a force for good. And companies have responded because consumers have rewarded those companies with purchase. So consumers are 87% more likely to buy from a company that supports their cause than one that does not. And so we've seen this rise of legitimate and authentic corporate social responsibility, sustainability, all these things on the corporate side. Well, this is an incredible opportunity for nonprofits. So if you can match a nonprofit with a for-profit, let's just say recycling, you find a for-profit that for, for their environmental and sustainability goals, they are committed to recycling. Maybe they're selling their product in recycled packaging. If you connect them with a not-for-profit that is dedicated to recycling, to the cause of recycling through sponsorship, you have what's called a purpose-driven sponsorship where A, they can promote each other's cause, B, the for-profit is making a contribution, in this case, in the, in, in the form of a sponsorship fee to that nonprofit. And so what you have is a win-win. You're all rowing, you're rowing your oars in the same direction, because in this case, you are furthering the cause of recycling and sustainability around the vehicle of sponsorship. Um, I think it is really exciting to be a nonprofit in the sponsorship world these days. Yeah, I think it's definitely an area to focus on. And and let's talk a little bit about the pricing structure of a sponsorship. There's levels, there's escalators, there's things to consider when you're putting a sponsorship deal together. 
tell our audience a little bit more about things that they need to consider when they're thinking about sponsoring an event or maybe the event wants somebody to, to help sponsor them? Like, what are some things to consider when putting those deals together? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think I'd start off by saying that it isn't a one size fits all. And, and so the price is unique to the circumstances of each sponsorship. That's the first thing to remember. There, there's no like rack rate for um, sponsorship, like there, there may be an advertising for a 30 second spot. Um, it, it's different depending on the uniqueness of the sponsorship. The other is that um, sponsorship is not just for what I, I hear this all the time, that sponsorship is for big companies. Not true. Um, it could be at any level. You can have a dry cleaner sponsoring a little league team all the way you you can have Toyota being a, a sponsor of the Olympic Games for hundreds of millions of dollars. So it's everything in between. The things to keep in mind are there's tangible value of the things that you're sponsoring. So what what are the value? What is the value of the things you're getting? If it's a gala sponsorship, if you're a not for profit the value of the tickets you're getting and the value of the signage you're getting and the value of access that you're getting. And then there's intangible value, which is the value of associating with a brand. And so while there's a formula for creating sponsorship, you could also, if you're new to sponsorship, try to find the comparable value of other sponsorships in similar areas. So call around and if you're a music festival, find out what other music festivals are charging for sponsorship of their sponsors and try to set your prices that way. Mm-hmm. But really, I think the one message that I, I leave your audience with is it's not one size fits all. It's unique. And it's, it's really, there's engagement at every level. Right. People say, you know, it's all about the, you know, the butts and seats or, you know, the, the number of tickets are sold or, you know, the eyeballs on, on your, on your brand. Right. And, and so not always is it that, uh, the number, but it's the quality of the people that you're getting in front of. Right. Right. And so it's really important. I mean, that, that raises a great point to understand your audience mm-hmm. and understand, Um, their propensity to buy your product. So a lot of times um, as part of a sponsorship, a sponsor would ask um, the the property, is your audience ready to buy my product? So for example, if it's an auto company, are they within six months getting ready to purchase a new automobile or new or used automobile? A property that has that data could be in a really powerful position to find a sponsor who's an automotive company because they can demonstrate, look, my audience is ready to buy your product. All you need is to get in front of them through this sponsorship. But you, you, you raise a great point. It's how, how ready is that audience ready to move to action to make a purchase? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the ticket. And what do you feel about the tchotchkes, the, you know, sometimes they call it trinkets and trash and things that people give. And, you know, what are some things that you've seen that have been highly effective that, you know, are leave behind pieces or things that people give out that actually get used, that, you know, are memorable, that, you know, kind of support the the purpose? Have you seen uh, some pretty effective tools that people have used? Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of sponsorships keep the premium industry alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. There's no doubt. And so my rule of thumb is, you know, some of the things that are that are highly unique are good, 
whether it's, you know, things like bobbleheads or keychains <laughs> or, or pennants or things like that. However, what I've seen over my career is the things that people wear, mm -hmm. if those are free. So some of my clients have given away free hats, t-shirts, t-shirts. <laughs> yes. And especially if there's a great design, Mm -hmm. um, something that that's unique, but not dated so that it doesn't say like, you know, 2021, which, you know, in 2023 right. is old. Yeah. Um, I have seen some of these things up to 10 years oh later. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, I have a whole drawer for all, full. Of things, you know? <laughs> I've, I've seen people walking around going like, I know that red hat. I gave that away 10 years ago. Right. And then when you go through a branding change, it's like, it's nostalgic, right? It's, it's, it's like something from way back when, and you still have it, even though they've got a whole new, you know, color scheme or whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> So, so I like wearables. If, uh, if you're listening yeah. to this and you create some wearables around your sponsorship, it will yep. go like hotcakes. Oh yeah. Well, and the other things that people give out to like coupons or, you know, codes or things that they can do. I've seen a huge increase in QR codes. I mean, those have been around for years, but more and more people are using them so that they can be contactless and, yeah, I don't know. I think there's definitely a, a world of opportunity for unique items and things that people would use, like you said, wearables. That sounds like something that people don't just toss and throw away, right? Yeah, I, I love coupons and things of that nature because I can measure that after the event. If they're if they're unique to the event, I could look at redemption rates after the <laughs> event and, and understand what that audience did or didn't do. And again, that raises another point, Ray, is that Sponsorships are often long-term, so or as they should be, so that it gives us a chance as marketers to, to experiment mm -hmm. and, and understand how to move that audience to action. Like, did this coupon work? Okay, it did. Let's double down and do some more. Those types of experimentation have built return on investment many fold um, just over the course of a longer-term sponsorship. Right. And they have to be ready for redemption. That is one thing that I've learned. Like if they, you know, give all of these coupons out at a baseball game, for example, like I think um, fast food chain gave out free hamburgers and like after the game, everybody was there. I'm like, oh, maybe they could have staggered that or done something a little bit different, you know, but you're right. They need to be prepared and ready for when it comes time for those people to utilize those things. You are exactly right. Because <laughs> you, you turn now customer enthusiasm to customer frustration. Exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> well, this has been really great, Ken. And so just share with everybody how they can get a hold of you and uh, what you would like to share with our audience. Sure. Uh, you can reach us. Our website is at charge sponsorship, one word, charge sponsorship.com. And for your audience, Ray, we've, we've put together a page of free content um, for your audience. So it's templates and directories and things which will really help people, especially the sellers of sponsorship, um, get started and improve their program. And that could be found at charge sponsorship backslash free stuff. Excellent. And we'll put that in the show notes as well and make sure everyone can have access to that. I really appreciate you sharing those things because it is helpful, especially for some of our nonprofits and those that are just getting started with the sponsorship arena. I think that this is definitely a way to integrate into your marketing strategy and plan and sponsorships and you know public relations, the feel good, do good things that are needing to be in more and more people's marketing budgets as we go, right? 
Absolutely. And thanks for the opportunity to be here, Ray. I loved it. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Ken. And for those of you listening, of course, the best thing you can ever give us is a review or a share or a like or a download. Uh, The more we can have everyone hear our message, the more we can get all of these wonderful tools out to you. And thanks again, Ken, for being on the show. And we'll look forward to more. Thank you. And all right. So those of you listening, enjoy the journey until next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at Peppershock.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.